Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Work It Out podcast, where we invite leaders and experts with a wide range of insights for you. From startups to global brands, we dive into the ins and outs of their industries to work out their formulas for success. This week, we have the pleasure of being joined by Federico Cristoforoni, co-founder and CEO at Net Zero Insights. As a young business analyst graduated from a prestigious business school, Federico wanted more than a job at a big bank or strategy consulting firm. So he decided to start his own company with a friend with very little professional experience, network, and resources. A few years later, NetZero Insights, the company he founded, is a promising data business specializing in climate innovation, working with leading investors, corporations, and institutions, and a research reference in the sector. Enjoy listening. Hi, Federico. Great having you on our podcast. How are you? Hi, Bogdan. It's a pleasure to, to be here. Everything is good. Everything is good. Excited to have this chat today. Thank you for being invited. Yes, from my side as well. It's a pleasure to to have you here and dive into your founder story. Um, we've discussed in the past, we've met actually at the Green Future Conference in Croatia, and it's been quite a way um, since for you. There's some exciting stuff happening in Net Zero, uh, which we will go over. Uh, but I want to start with the beginning, um, more specifically, um, yeah, where you're from and uh, your starting years in terms of your career. Um, and of course, who better to 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 run me through it than the man himself? <laughs> so I'll pass it to you right from the start. All right, then let's uh, let's start from the start. Um, well, I'm Federico, and as my name and accent. Uh, suggest I'm uh, I'm originally from Italy, uh, specifically from Genova, which is a city near Milan on the seaside, pretty nice area. And uh, well, I I, I think uh, well regarding what what's relevant or interesting to to talk about, uh, things get uh, a bit more excited after um, my bachelor's. So I I, I got this bachelor's in uh, uh, business and economics. Uh, in my hometown, and uh, in the last year, I I I, I had this uh, opportunity to go on Erasmus Plus. Um, so very very fun uh, times, and I think for me that was a life changing um, opportunity because I I ended up in Poland, uh, and that was the first time I spent you know a long time abroad. Mm-hmm. And I think that was very refreshing and, you know, opened up my way of thinking and showed me that uh, there was much more out there and uh, many exciting things to to uh, to do and opportunities uh, beyond what I already was familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, of course, it was also very fun. Very and fun. I, I, I would probably not survive if I had to go through the same experience right now, uh, 10 years later, but... Uh, it was definitely very, very fun. Um, but yeah, so there I, 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 I that's how it started, I, I think, because then I, I came back to, to my hometown, I graduated. Um, and for me at that point, it was a priority to go abroad again. So yeah. I, uh, I ended up in a, in an internship, uh, in a big company, um, in, uh, in the South of Germany. Uh, I was doing anything from the financial side to operations, admin, a lot of excels, and uh, I didn't know much back then. And so I think I think it was a humbling and a good way to again learn and uh, uh, start from uh, from zero. 
So that was uh, that was fun, uh, kinda. And then uh, we, I, 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 I got into a, a school uh, for my masters. Um, I'm definitely very privileged, you know, to have had the opportunity to live abroad, study abroad, and I'm very lucky for uh, a, a number of reasons. But uh, yeah. this this one program is uh, is called uh, OSCP Europe. It's a uh, it's a French business school, and uh, I I chose it because essentially it gave you the chance to study one semester uh, in a different campus, so to to travel a lot. Uh, it was a master in management program, uh, a pretty prestigious one, and so I I got into that. Uh, I spent six months in Turin, which is uh, in Italy, then six months in Berlin. Then I took a, a gap year. Uh, I ended up in uh, Bangkok for for an internship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was a very defining part uh, as well. That maybe part of the motivations that then uh, you know made me start my own company. Mm-hmm. Um, but then maybe uh, yeah, I, I should stop there or I give a further <laughs> overview. So so I'm more um, I'm I'm curious first yeah. of all. Um, where was your first internship in the south of Germany? Yeah. Like which city? Uh, so the city was, was really in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Uh, it was close Stuttgart, so Baden-Württemberg. Yeah. Uh, but it was a machine tooling uh, company. Okay. So really what was a, was a, was a factory essentially. Yes, yes. And you were, and you were in the back office, so to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I uh, yeah, looking at Excel sheets all day, and so from there you went to Bangkok. That's quite a distance, <laughs> quite a quite a big difference. How yeah. is, how is it for you to work in such a different culture, and why do you feel that that was an inspiration for, yeah, let's say, the future years? Uh, because you haven't started your own business directly after Bangkok, right? <clears throat> No, uh, I I haven't. Well, I I mean, in between the two, there was one year, um, you know, of uh, of this master program where I lived in two cities, met yep. very clever people. I I got in touch with, uh, you know, everyone in business schools who wants to work in consulting or in investment banking or uh, entrepreneurship, and it's all things that I I never heard of before. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that was very stimulating. And then you are also put in the mindset of uh, getting exciting internships and doing exciting stuff. So that was very powerful, I think. Yeah. You know, well, Bangkok, um, so I had this one year in between. Bangkok, I, I joined this uh, startup, which uh, is called Gatlinks. Uh, it's a recruitment uh, marketplace for uh, tech developers in Southeast Asia. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it uh, yeah. sounds relevant also to yeah. what uh, to what you do, but um, yeah, and yeah, it was absolutely very very different from the experience before and the setup. You know, south of Germany versus uh, Bangkok is uh, definitely very different. Yeah. And yeah, I think I'm grateful that I've seen both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I think the the internship part in the in the, in Bangkok was. Uh, are very powerful and exciting things because you know the, the moment I joined the company, I mean Bangkok is a is a mess and that's already an experience on uh, on its own. Super exciting, <laughs> super exciting city. Like to as as being in a in a completely different planet. 
Um, and well, as I joined the company, like in my, my first days at the office, yeah, my workstation was essentially, it was an, a big apartment on, on two, uh, floors and yeah. I was working from the kitchen. So, <laughs> you know, we were talking about starting from the exactly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 20, 20 something people, even a bit more, uh, a bit from everywhere. Very international. It was very fun. Everyone was super young, but yeah, I was literally working from, from the table kitchen. And then in, in my, I, I stayed there for a bit more than six months. Uh, but at the end of my internship, a bit, uh, I, I think a bit after the, the half, the company kind of doubled the, the size in terms of uh, employees. And we moved to this amazing skyscraper with a view on uh, on the river in the city center. You know, so super exciting to see, yeah. uh, you know, to get in touch with the crazy world of uh, startups and venture capital and uh, a yeah. bunch of kids uh, <laughs> raising millions and uh, and trying to, to do something very exciting. And I think that, yeah, that had a... Uh, Told me uh, another universe that I didn't know, and I, I, and I think it's uh, very, very exciting. Yeah. Okay. No, that's uh, that's quite a funny story. I would say going from the kitchen to uh, to <laughs> uh, basically loft in a skyscraper. <laughs> it yeah. Was that just before you started your professional life as well? Uh, I would say so. I mean, my professional life was. Uh, um, short before before starting the company because i had these two experiences so it's like a year and a half of uh, of internships uh then I, I i i kept working with gatlings for for a while you know some weeks uh you know they they, they wanted help on uh, on setting up a few excel sheets or to maintaining what i i i developed back then uh, but then i went back to school for one year uh this time i was in paris which was the okay. headquarters of uh, of my school mm -hmm. uh and essentially there is this program where you can work and study at the same time yeah um and as a full-time so you're doing both for full times it's called like an apprentice okay. um, and i ended up in in a bank um in uh, Bempe paribas okay and yeah yeah, yeah it's a uh, one of european's uh, largest commercial banks i yeah. i was into the there is a consulting team which is essentially supporting all the internal teams within the the bank uh, okay. and i was supporting these teams again on the operation automation uh, uh excel uh, and uh, uh data part so it so seems I, like uh, yeah. sorry sorry to interrupt no, no, no. like uh, that that became kind of your specialty was this what you were busy with for the first few years automation excel and so on um yeah. I'm, I'm curious to dive a little bit more into that and how this is important for for businesses or why do businesses kind of need this type of work yeah absolutely you you said it right i think it uh I mean, it's not part of my education directly or studies. I think I just learned by by doing it, and I have fun. I I, I think I had the you know I, I I still like to spend time on Excel and uh, figure out and make things work and uh, uh, automate it. I I think for for businesses it's important because you want to see what's happening uh, in a consistent way, so you you need to keep track of uh, of things. Yeah. Excel is probably the easiest way to to start monitoring something, you know, before jumping on uh, a web 
uh, application or uh, instead of having a software for everything, usually businesses tend to uh, put things on Excel and uh, and see how it goes and understand what they need first there. Uh, I think my role was always a bit more than just an Excel. It was a bit more sophisticated. Um, but I, I think, of course, it doesn't replace a web application. So was the step before. Okay. Mm-hmm. To what to what extent was it more than Excel? Well, some VBA uh, pretty advanced formulas. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a big nerd in uh, in terms of uh, of that thing. So I, I I still spend you know this weekend. That's what what I'm gonna do, for instance, for other things. But I'll uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Does it give you? I mean, I think it's very useful in terms of what you what you basically just said uh keeping track without needing to deploy or develop your notes your yeah. software yeah um and i think it's a still quite an underrated skill because uh not 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 everyone likes to to spend time on figuring stuff out in excel i would say uh, yeah i, I understand I, I i and i i yeah i mean it's uh it's one way of going and you know different ways are work better for different people yeah. for me personally it's always my starting point also for thinking about something new or something complex. Yep. You know, it's either a whiteboard or, or Excel, maybe whiteboard is a bit more conceptual. Excel is uh, going one step farther and going into details, coming up with a timeline, understand what I need to do. Even like many people will go on, uh, on other tools. I open a spreadsheet. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's such a, that's such a, uh, yeah, I would say, uh, Cool piece of insights. Uh, that, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> something I noticed. I don't know if it's normal or not, but that's uh, that's my way of processing things. <laughs> nice. Well, so now we are um, at BNP Paribas. Um, you are supporting the consulting team, uh, helping them track, yeah. helping them probably forecast, and so on. Um, what's your next step from here? Yeah, I spent there. I think a year and a half. Uh, again, I was studying and uh, and doing this, but um, I think again, I, I I I mean, the team was very supportive. I I I, I could further refine my uh, knowledge of uh, of Excel, understand how a bit more of, of how a big organization works, and uh, uh, you know, it's a massive organization, so I, I've seen just a very little bit, uh, yeah. but I think it was a very useful experience. Um, on the other hand, I think during that period, I, I started to, uh, actually a bit just before joining BMP Paribas, I, I think after the, the Thailand experience, I, I kind of decided in a way that I wanted at some point to, to start my own thing. So yeah. I reached out to, to a friend, uh, that I, uh, who I studied together with in, in my bachelor's, it, it was the the clever one and the one who was uh, making me pass the exams by, you know, the week before going through the the old program and uh, <laughs> the uh, classic one, <laughs> the, the 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 really the very best one, and yeah. uh, we were very good friends. And uh, yeah, we we got in touch again and say, hey, let's do something, and we went like, yeah, let's let's try. Again, we uh, we were he was in another bank and. Uh, uh, Probably that's not what's what he wanted in long term, uh, and me neither. So the idea of uh, we, we didn't know anything about how to start a company or, or a business, right? So we definitely 
took some time in weekend and uh, evenings uh, on the side of our full-time jobs to brainstorm ideas, understand a bit more, talking to people. Uh, we set up a few, uh, like we, we actually built a website. Like we, we made a lot of the things you shouldn't do, uh, like uh, against the playbook for, for <laughs> starting a company. We, we made uh, almost all of them. Uh, but then at some point, I think um, we, we, we understood that uh, climate uh, change, uh, I mean, of course, we knew that was important also before, but we, we had the chance and the opportunity to go deeper and understand the complexity and the role that innovation could play into that. And well, uh, me being a big nerd in uh, data and uh, very passionate and excited about technology, startups and so on, the intersection of all of this came together and uh, we first decided to to build what now is a net zero insights. That was very back then. <laughs> Amazing. How many years has it been since? Ah, uh, I think it's uh, like the inception. It's five years ago. Okay. Well, but again, we, we were working full time and really yep. had zero of everything. So how long? Well, in 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 at first look, it sounds pretty easy. You know, you, you put it very easy. I just wanted to start something on my own, reached out to a friend. He was okay, let's do it. And then we did it. It seems so easy. Yeah. Is it, is it that easy though? Well, I mean, it took us a year and something just to, to actually, you know, to, to get it, not even like, to, to start making sense. Uh, and we, we, we had to work full time. So I was also studying full time. And on top of that, I, I suppose spending nights and weekends on, you know, uh, on the phone with my friend who was in another city, uh, yeah. thinking about things. And we were actually spending a lot of time to, yep. well, we, we had fun, uh, but it, I, I wouldn't say it's easy. Like you, you definitely need, uh, mm -hmm. It's, it's a lot of work, uh, yeah. right? It, because yeah. like the, the easy part of being full-time is that you have a salary, you, you, you have a job, so you, you, you have the, the luxury of, uh, you know, spending time on something you enjoy and you don't have to start making money and pay the bills right away. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think it requires definitely a lot of, uh, motivation yeah. and patience patience mm -hmm. yeah yeah and just and just i think the drive and the the ambition to 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 stay there um there's yeah. a word, there's a word that i'm looking for resilience resilience uh, yeah yeah sticking sticking to the process i would say um how yeah. did you actually get to the sustainability sector so i understand it was a lot of probing um you did you did some mistakes here and there um Maybe you can give a, one or two examples of, of something that, 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 that didn't work out. Um, and generally that eureka moment in a sense, um, when did you feel, okay, we are onto something now we're sticking to it and it's time to make the switch. So in, in another sense, it's time to quit our jobs and just go full, full. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I think it was really a process, right? Then rather than a, an Eureka moment, um, okay. I think the the fact you know, like the the idea of focusing on on climate, it was before 
Greta Thunberg it was before you know climate innovation and climate tech became a a, a trendy thing uh it, it was not 15 ago years ago but it was a, a bit before yeah and i think by simply saying all right let's explore this space we 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 understood the complexity of the space and we started to uh i think one of the first things we 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 did once we we defined that was the scope is to make the famous mvp so uh we made a dashboard on tableau uh focused on uh, um direct air capture i think it was maybe a bit less specific but a, a very specific technology to capture emissions uh okay. yeah. mm-hmm. from the from the air and we wanted to map out the different companies how much capital they got so we we, we got something like that and out there and we simply reached out to people that we thought were more or less in could be interested in a, in something like this and we started to have conversations with them okay. so we we started to 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 talk to bc investors business angels uh corporate innovation professionals service providers and again it was a you know very raw learning because yeah. um we didn't know uh much about any of those and everyone was interested for different reasons and they wanted to see different data points and essentially the the, the tricky part of uh, starting a database is that everyone wants everything like the database is relevant if it's uh, very big very complete yes. uh, like before that it's uh, not worthless but almost uh, yeah. mm-hmm. right so we had to build something better so after that we we went for an excel with a few thousands organizations that we have found online by scraping a bit here and there and then we classified all the organizations by by hand uh the the two of us yeah and i mean i guess as the conversations were were getting better yeah and we we were understanding more of the space we got more and more excited about uh you know making this happen yeah. we also knew that by working full time and us being in different cities we would have not uh got that got serious enough yeah yeah so i i think it's so at one point my contract with uh, with bmp was uh was close to to an end yeah uh, so i had the opportunity regardless to to do something else yeah uh, it was my my co-founder who pushed and said look let's let's do it he actually had the the the, the classic full-time uh employment in a very big bank yeah. uh investment bank so he was the one who had more to to lose but uh we 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 decided to to jump very simply put mm-hmm. and how do you how do you sustain yourself did you manage to secure some funding yeah. at the beginning uh, did you have your own money did you have i don't know a rundown uh, you know kind of a kind of a nest egg that you could rely on for six months for a year um yeah so we we both had savings from uh from our jobs um i i also got um a a financing for for my masters and uh during my apprentice program uh, they they give you back part of the money so i had a bit more cash than uh uh you know than 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 usual yeah uh we also chose to move to to Lisbon to keep the costs down and to give us more time to figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I think we we jumped in a bit of a naive wave. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we we even knew what was a runaway a runway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's say that we had a, a, a year money, a year worth of money, considering right. that uh, you know we 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 moved to to a, a small city near Lisbon. The the, the rent was was very cheap back then in that area uh we were working in the living room so we had almost zero expensive apart from the supermarket and you know beers from time to time yeah yeah and also uh covid happened like one month after we moved to to lisbon yeah so we definitely had a lot of time to focus and uh and build this database and I think things got serious like six months after that. Okay, that's quite yeah. fast. Um, what do you mean by serious? We got the first clients, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we started to sell something, and then we 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 started with the first interns, and uh, uh, yeah, more things happened, and we became a bit more of a company. I I I, I think. Oh, so. We are now five years later, um, Net Zero Insights. Um, it's, it's quite exciting. Uh, you're, you've been traveling together with your co-founder to conferences, you know, yeah. getting traction and getting clients out there. Um, I'm curious about your business model, how you, yeah, what, what exactly you yeah. offer to companies. I know it's a database, of course, but I'm looking for some, for some details there. Um, as well as where you are as a company, how many people are you at the moment? How do the teams look like? And um, yeah, how was the summer for you basically? <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. So um, yeah, that uh, helps it gives a, giving a bit of context. So Net Zero Insights is a data and research firm specialized on climate venture capital. So uh, we collect and track data or, or information about over 60,000 uh, startups globally that develop solutions addressing climate change. Uh, so there are funding data and financial data, such as how, how much they raised, who are the investors, um, the revenues, valuations, and this kind of information, also patent data, and more in detail also information and categorization on the technologies they develop, uh, what they, the, the, the application, uh, the different steps of the value chain. So it goes uh, a bit more in detail uh, in terms of classifying and mapping out uh, all the solutions in this space, yeah. which is a very, very complicated space. It's, a uh, uh, you know, virtually every sector is affected or has to change systematically to, to reduce emissions to zero and to compensate, um, the, to, to reduce the environmental impact on, on other aspects beyond the carbonization, big uh, decarbonization. Um, so it's a very, very complex space and we, we maintain and curate this data and uh, knowledge, uh, and we sell access on a yearly subscription is a software as a service to investors, mostly venture capitalists and, uh, and private equity firms, um, and, um, corporate innovation departments. So, so, uh, you know, the innovation arms within corporates looking for startups, either as a suppliers or for investment or for, um, co-developing solutions. It's a, 
uh, it's getting a more and more popular way for corporates to, to operate. And then uh, researchers, uh, may it be universities, governments, uh, private entities, as well as uh, service providers and operators uh, uh, in the space, from recruiters to crowdfunding platforms and uh, anywhere in between. Amazing. Yeah. And how does it? How does your uh, process look like? Uh, where do you um, find data? And I mean, by now you must have something like a software that you're running. Um, oh, yeah. How do you get access to data, and what are the complexities of it? It's massive, to be to be honest. The the technology itself, it's uh, I I think not. It doesn't have to be. It, it's not rocket science, right? But yeah. mm-hmm. the the complexity of finding all this information. So mostly we we have been relying on publicly available data, meaning from yeah. what you can get from the website of organization or the social media presence or the press releases, uh, the LinkedIn page. So this kind of resources, um, it's where we get the information from. But yeah. to find all these organizations, to keep the information up to date for all of them and to yeah. consistently classify them and make them easy to find and, and everything, it's massive. It's massive in terms of uh, organizing the, the infrastructure, developing it, improving it, maintaining it. Uh, and as I told you before, customers uh, need it the moment it works. So yeah. there is no, you know, 20%. I mean, I, now going back, of course, I could think of a uh, uh, smarter ways to to do this, but uh, that's that's uh, how 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 we went about it. And so the the process, maybe to give you a bit more of context, there is a lot of uh, automation mm-hmm. in terms of uh, finding companies. It's based on keywords, uh, and then essentially the, the key point is for us to find the website of a startup. Yeah, and we find it. Uh, for instance, within hydrogen, we 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 scrape uh, the web for technology related or keywords based to related to hydrogen. And then we find them like every month we, we do that, we add a new company and then all the data points, the ones we can extract automatically, we do and then they go up on the website. On top of that, we, we have uh, a level of curation, um, mm-hmm. especially in terms of uh, the financials. So, so there is a team of people that are reviewing and maintaining manually the financial information. Um, and then uh, also the classification part that I was telling you before, which is, I think, our added uh, value and our competitive advantage. So we understand the space and we make it easy for our customers to understand uh, a new space or keep track of what's happening in a specific space. Amazing. How many people are, are, are you now in the, in, at Net Zero? Yeah, so we closed the... Um, a small round of financing from uh, our uh, group of uh, of investors uh, in uh, in September, and uh, so we went from uh, twenty uh, people, uh, including also freelancers and collaborators, to thirty plus. So uh, yeah, that there is definitely yeah there is a lot of work in uh, in maintaining this data and providing the quality that we. Yeah. we want to to provide but yeah i think we we have been expanding the team on the commercial side a lot also uh since uh, since then mm-hmm. what were the hardships i'm wondering for you and your co-founder personally i i imagine there's a lot of you know 
sacrifice, compromises that you have to do and, uh, you know, sticking to it, the motivation that you have and, the, you know, the drive that you need to sustain. Um, but also hardships in terms of growing a business. Um, there's a lot of hurdles in the way. Um, funding is not so easily, you know, uh, achieved as well as good employees. So there's so many dimensions to grow in a business. Um, could you describe or pinpoint a few key moments and something that you would give as an advice for someone that's, that's growing through, through this process? Well, um, yes, that's a difficult question. Uh, there are definitely a lot of hardships. Uh, I think, as you said before, the one thing that matters, at least in my experience and in, in my case, it's, uh, it's the resilience part. Uh, you have to consistently run from one into very fast into from one wall to the other. So it's, mm. uh, the, the game is really crashing and crashing and crashing and getting nose over nose over nose over nose and keep going and improving, um, which is very hard on yeah. top of, uh, you know, what the state that your, your, your head goes into, because that's everything you, you think about, like yeah. mm -hmm. constantly uh, at yeah. night, uh, weekends, like again, the way I did it is, uh, is not the only one and I'm not saying it's the right one, but for, for my experience, it's a, it's really a, a very intense, uh, process. Uh, it's a long, a long year effort. You, you don't have holidays, you, you don't have a good salary, uh, you know, so you, you definitely need some inner driver or motivation to, to make it happen or to go in long enough, I think, yeah. uh, to go on for long enough. Yeah. What was the second part of the question? So, so before we go there, what kept you going? What was your inner drive? I, I, I have been thinking and I do think about this uh, a lot, you know, sometimes there there are the, the bad days or peers and go like, why the hell am, am I doing this? <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> right. And I, I could have a, a nice corporate job. I see my friends buying a house and, uh, yeah and uh i i think well on it's it's a it's a I, it's different axes different dimensions it's not a one single thing but it, of course but i think you there is something that I, I like i need to prove myself uh to myself and to the others i i, I don't know exactly but there is a psychological component in uh getting evidence of, uh, building something on, on my own, uh, that, uh, you know, the, the, the auto validation, the I'm worth it. I'm, I'm, I'm doing something great, uh, part. And I think that's, that's one. And the other part is that while it's very, very hard, it's something that, you know, gave me the opportunity to learn so much, yeah. uh, about the business side, but also about this, the technology, the, the climate change area, I, I really think it's a, you know, it's a the challenge of our century. Our generations are the ones that have to start to do something serious about it. And it's so complicated and there are so many problems. And I I, I love the idea. Like I, I've been learning so much with, without having a technical background and, uh, you know, like the, the, just the, the way by doing. 
And I think also the part of building something, I, I love my employees, I love my team, I'm super grateful to to my investors, my my customers. It's it's very exciting and very frustrating and tiring at the same time. Uh, yeah, I, I actually love it. That's the, the reality. And I, I think over time it gets a bit easier and harder at the same time. I, I, I've, I've, I hope at some point it, it gets, you know, a bit more stable, but yeah, I, I, for me, it was worth every, every minute. Every minute. I think it, that's beautifully put. And, uh, I've spoken to quite some founders and people that started it, that, that started things on their own and it's never a recipe. Um, but for me, it's just yeah. very interesting to, to understand where the core motivation goes. And I think having a mission like yours, um, providing data, understanding the space that well, it's, it's, it's very important. Um, Frederico, we're, we're approaching the end, unfortunately. Um, so I will, I will skip the second part of, of, of my question that was about business challenges, uh, for an, for another iteration of this podcast, I think you'll be growing in the future. So we're definitely going to catch up. Um, so I want to ask you, um, first of all, for our listeners, uh, where can we, where can we find you? Yeah. Um. LinkedIn is uh, is the place, Federico Cristoforoni. The company is Net Zero Insight. If you want to understand a bit more about climate innovation and are passionate about the venture capital space, you should follow us on LinkedIn. Uh, we put out a lot of uh, content and knowledge out of this data. So uh, that's a good place to to reach out to us and to understand a bit better what we do. From there, then we have a website, newsletter and many other things. But that's my that's where I, I, I hang. Otherwise, I, I, I also attend a lot of conferences, uh, mostly in uh, in Europe uh, and related to climate and, uh, and innovation. So amazing. That's where we met as well. Before we go, yeah. one last thing. What's next for Net Zero? What's next for you? Um, well, uh, again, we, we want to go more and more in depth in terms of uh, the, 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 the making the data more and more impactful. I, I, we have been dreaming from the moment we started the company to give also assessments in terms of CO2 savings or environmental impacts of the solutions so that we can actually help uh, the people that can move the needle in terms of uh, getting the transition done. So large investors, large corporates, and large governments to get inside, up-to-date, in-depth information that hopefully uh, support their decisions and uh, you know to make everything more efficient and uh, put the resources where, where we must need. Uh, there is definitely a long way for us to, to go there. As I said, it's a very complicated area but the team is growing, our expertise is growing, and we, we are getting stronger and more passionate every day. So that's what we are uh, going. So we, we are just getting started. Amazing. Thank you so much, Federico. It's been a, an absolute pleasure to hear about your story. I can think about 10, 20 more questions about the challenges in the space, your competition and so on. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to speaking to you again in the future on this podcast. Thank you, Bogdan. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. See you soon. 
Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Work It Out. If you enjoyed today's episode, hit the like button and follow our social media channels to stay updated with the latest from PCN Podcasts.